0: So, we are back to discuss some Mandalorian this time. No, it's not the Witcher podcast. Swear to God, if you guys keep <laughs> keep bothering me about that, I'm going to stab somebody. I swear to God, we're, we'll get to it. We'll get to Witcher podcast, I promise. But first, Mandalorian and season two's uh, teaser trailer, or I think this the full trailer, just came out. Preston, what are your th- initial thoughts on it? Because before we started this, you were chuckling.
1: I was, I was chuckling because these are, there were a few things that we laughed at at the end of the first season that they decided to double down on in, in the trailer. <laughs> so, mm. so I was chuckling. I,
0: I didn't notice anything, but...
1: Oh, uh, well, this time, if you remember, uh, his order talks about some ancient unknown group called the Jedi. Jedi. And here they're like, our histories (laughs) talk about a battle between, you know, the Mandalorians and the Jedi. And he's like, the the Jedi, like, you know, like they were, they were honestly ruling the galaxy like 23 years ago. Like, you know, you, you should really know (laughs) who the Jedi are. Like they, they also like are huge integrated piece of, of your history. Like, like if I said to you, like, uh, you know, there's this ancient band called the Smashing Pumpkins. Like, you'd be like, what are you fucking talking about? I've heard of the fucking Smashing Pumpkins. They're big. You know, it's actually even bigger than that. Like, they ruled the goddamn galaxy. The Jedi Council ruled the galaxy, like, 23 years ago. Like, it's...
0: Uh, I wouldn't say they ruled the galaxy, but...
1: what I mean, they were the heads of the New Republic and all of that crap. I mean,
0: I, I kind I of, they were the head, the, they were, they're generals, they
1: were, they were the head of the security agency or whatever, you know, but nonetheless, like you should know, you should know about Jedis. <laughs> I,
0: the way, see, someone also said this on Twitter and um, the way I see it is the Jedi were kind of like the CIA or the FBI, like someone in, I don't know, Zimbabwe has probably heard of the FBI or CIA. They've most likely never encountered them.
1: Um, do you think that so? So I'm gonna do a quick, quick little history of Star Wars, right? <laughs> okay. The galactic The Galactic Republic lasts a thousand years, and the head of security, who has this incredibly important part, are the Jedi. The Jedi Council. Keepers of the peace. Keepers of the peace, right? Then they're overthrown by an emperor who has the same powers. As the Jedi, they call themselves different things, but they are, he's still, you know, a dark Jedi. Then he's overthrown by a rebellion led by a brother and sister who are
0: Jedis. Yeah, I don't think that's public knowledge. (laughs) Um... Like, is it, doesn't it affect (laughs) every planet in the whole goddamn galaxy? it's a a galaxy of like trillions of people the the odds of someone meeting a jedi who numbered in like the thousands i don't know man i think i think that's why everybody's like oh sure i think that's where that comes from
1: fine fine (laughs) god
0: (laughs) so mandalorian trailer okay Uh,
1: (laughs) fine
0: so stupid
1: Okay, continue.
0: <laughs> so Mandalorian trailer. We start off where uh his 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 ship, the Razorcrest, is in bad condition, hmm. somewhat floating towards a planet. So one thing I noticed about this really close up really close-up shot of the Razorcrest, I'm sure it's been compared already before. It really reminds me of um the Serenity from Firefly. I it, never noticed yeah, that. Yeah,
1: it kinda does. Just just that that gritty thruster in the back kinda kinda look. And it I mean Maybe if someone actually showed me the models of, of both of them, they'd be very different. But it's, it's how the crafts are viewed and the camera angles that they choose um, are, is very similar. You're absolutely correct.
0: And we also get a voiceover during the trailer of the armorer, the person who was piecing Mando's uh, armor throughout the entirety mm-hmm. of season one, that he needs to go on this quest, this RPG quest, because of course that was our number one thing about this show. Yeah. it was an RPG quest. He needs to go on this new quest to reunite this child with its people. So basically, he needs to find some force-sensitive people or Jedi yes. uh, to reunite baby Yoda with. Now, this is and, and, what, post- and what and
1: what's his reasoning for doing it? <laughs>
0: that it's the way it's
1: the way <laughs>
0: <laughs> well this is post endor so everything yeah. that's usually like you know sith and evil in the force is kind of either gone or in hiding um but um yeah we get some shots of tatooine because of course um see seeing tatooine and and the uh the what what are the, the tusken, tusken Raider, Raiders, Abanthe? yeah on the bantha. See, so for some reason that really bothered me because Red Ladder Media continues being right hmm. about how it's almost impossible for Star Wars to do anything new without introducing like stormtroopers or ATATs or right. I mean Tatooine and everything. This is
1: their big criticism of like of Solo. Like you know they predicted the Solo plot because all they did was okay. Let's take every throwaway line that they've ever had about Han Solo. And we're going to we're going to now have the origin story of all of those things in one in one place. Now, as it turns out, Solo was somehow like the best Star Wars movie of the past of the past decade. What? (laughs) Really? No way. Which I mean, which Star Wars movie do you think is.
0: Of the decade Uh, from 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 uh, 2010 to 2000. Do Do you think
1: Solo is better than Rise of Skywalker?
0: yeah I would say so do you yeah. think
1: solo is better than last jedi oh
0: yeah yeah do you
1: think solo is better than uh the 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 what's the the forgettable one that that's
0: rogue one or force awakens rogue
1: one rogue one
0: i actually like rogue one a bit better than solo
1: okay and then would you think do you think it's better than force awakens
0: no i think force awakens a bit better i actually didn't mind so force I, awakens. I would put it
1: above i would put it above force awakens i mean I guess I didn't have a problem with, with, with Rogue One when I saw it. It's just kind of forgettable because the characters are so forgettable. Mm-hmm. But it as itself is not a bad movie. It's just... The, I'd say the, the big weakness of, of Rogue One is that it lacks a, a memorable protagonist that you can root for and relate to. Um and considering it didn't have that, it's a pretty solid movie, <laughs> which, which is a huge weakness, right? But, you know, for the most part, yeah, Rogue One is, it was fine. I thought Solo was fine as well. I mean, it's funny that this movie that everybody trashes, you know, the production of and had so much trouble, you know, coming out turns out, in the grand scheme, to not be that bad. You know, the big criticism is that, you know, they had to include the Kessel Run, and they had to include, like, every random throwaway line that Han Solo said. And so it's the same thing. Like, they just have to keep throwing away, like, throwing in there the known, you know, stuff. Um... For us to see.
0: It's your criticism of Fire and Blood, how you said, like Fire and Blood seems like a checklist of things George has <laughs> right. to put in there. That's what it seems like this is, you know? Kessel Run? He has to meet Lando. Uh, what about the blaster? A, a mentor who does the same thing he does in a new hope where he shoots the He has to put that in there. Um yeah. My mm-hmm. problem with Solo is that it's a movie nobody asked for. I don't I don't need mm. Han Solo's backstory, I think that diminishes the the, the mythos of Han Solo. If anything, Ob like an obi one on Tatooine, like maybe like a thirty minute short film would be cool, or I don't know, like something.
1: The thing <sighs> is, just because somebody asks for something doesn't mean it can't be good, you know. Like hmm. I I want to say like you know Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey wasn't really asked for, and yet yet it was it was great. It was just as good as Excellent Adventure, or like that's the, the newest Kai, one, right? Uh, the, no, the newest one I haven't seen, but I'm sure, you know, um, I, I heard it's okay. Um, you know, the Cobra Kai series, nobody asked for that. And, yeah, it was, you know, it's pretty good, you know? Like, certain things, you know, aren't asked for, and then they, they turn out okay. And then certain things are asked for and demanded, and then they, they turn out horribly. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, Solo, uh, like I said, it was fine. It was fine, it was forgettable. That was the thing. I mean... That's the weird thing, right, is, is when, is when in, this, in this era of, like, so much media, so much good media, so much bad media, the, the, the pretty good media gets really forgotten. You know, you forget about pretty good shows. That is true. If something doesn't suck and, like, is memorable because it sucks and is a disaster. Like, like we all fucking have seen and know, like, Suicide Squad because it's, like, such a disaster of a movie. Mm. Or, or, like, or like fan, the, 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 fan, the Fan Four stick, you know? Um, Fantastic Four redone with, you know, um, Dark, you know? Like, that was so horrible that everybody keeps talking about it. Um, what, what, if, when something's, like, pretty good... It's just forgotten, you know, it's just gone, <laughs> you know? So, uh, I don't know. So
0: that's... No, you're right. You're right. But to Mando, back to Mando.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's game of tangents. Okay. So, back to Mando.
0: So, uh, we also see the Razor crests, uh flying towards some kind of uh, frozen planet. It looks like Ilum from what everyone keeps mm. telling me. And, uh, yeah, that... uh,
1: put, put put a, put a, put a arrow in your, in your thumbnail, you're like, look what you missed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so Ilum, for those of you who don't know, is where Jedi go to kinda get their uh kyper crystals, the crystals that power their lightsabers. So Mando may be visiting a uh a very uh known force sensitive location. Now, during mm-hmm. the rule of the Empire, Ilum was actually occupied by the Empire, but Mando is uh the Mandalorian has taken place post Return of the Jedi, so empire is kind of on the run in a sense
1: yeah i mean how do you feel about like force sensitive locations
0: um it it depends on how you do them like for example in the original Thrawn trilogy it wasn't really a force sensitive location but it was kind of tied to the force in a sense you had the planet uh my uh which was Mm. scrubbed from the jedi archives and like most known hyperspace maps because uh the the um the reptiles on that planet, the yasalamiri have the ability to repel the force so if right. you, if you have like a yasalamiri next to you and some force user tries to use the force on you it's not gonna work
1: yeah, and that was that's why I bring it up because the Thrawn trilogy treated the force um so sci-fi-ish rather than sci-fantasy-ish, you know? Like, I remember them talking about how Yoda was able to hide because on his planet, some dark Jedi had died in that cave. And therefore, the dark side and the light side of the forest, like, canceled out and made him invisible. You know, you're like, oh, God, like, this is so... It's so, like... 1960s bad sci-fi
0: like (laughs) explanation of like of the force um but isn't that kind of what happened in last jedi kind of not really wasn't there like a like a dark hole on that island because some dark jedi guy died on that spot so
1: you are right and there and there is no explanation ever given on why like yoda's cave is like special you know it's just kind of a place right you know a place that's dark in the force or whatever so i mean i guess like you know if it's in the original trilogy that cave is is, is mysterious then i guess there can be a whole planet that has the, that has like force sensitivity one way or the other
0: that cave is actually blown up um in the kylo ren comic where it shows <laughs> snoke training kylo they go into the dagobah cave and Kylo goes in there by himself, and I guess his power is so great, he blows it up. And oh. and Snoke's like, Oh my god, what, what's going on? And he's like, Don't worry, it's you won't you won't ever need that cave again for another apprentice, because there doesn't need to be another apprentice. I'm that strong. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyways, Mando. So one of the things that I really liked about the trailer was that uh, very rare in Star Wars do you see ships on water. And there's one point where yeah. Mando goes to a port and we see him traversing on water uh, over an yeah. ocean.
1: Yeah. It, it, it is kind of funny because it's like, it, you know, when you when you get to the point where you have a spaceship that can go anywhere on the planet, you kind of forget about other forms of transportation. You know, that people would be on a, a barge to get across a planet rather than getting in a spaceship and like, you know zipping to the other side yeah
0: to bring up solo back for a minute everybody was like saying well the the train sequence was really dumb because they can use spaceships well not really there you could argue that there are some planets whose weather are so like intense that spaceships are really would be kind of like useless there especially to transport cargo it's not worth the the maintenance trains are a bit more bulkier and and they can sustain the damage
1: yeah i mean it's you could argue the same reason we don't use, you know, helicopters to, to transport our cargo. I mean, it's just, you know, we're talking about resource efficiency, right? Mm -hmm. Like a train, we still use trains to transport a massive amount of cargo in America. Um, And it's because it's much more efficient than, and, and cheaper than using helicopters or, or jets to fly all our cargo everywhere. So yeah, I mean, you could just argue that the train is there for energy efficiency and, and cost, you know, or whatever.
0: In the next scene, we also see some X-wings. They look like they're escorting the Razorcrafts and then chasing mm. it. Uh, the CGI looks better. One of, one of my yeah. complaints with Mando season one was the uh, there was there was that episode where Mando leaves the tracker in the space station and the X-wings come in. Um, mm. The CGI there was a little shoddy, eh, but here it looks yeah. up. It looks better.
1: Yeah, I mean. It's funny because uh, Mando does have a pretty big budget, doesn't it? Kind of. Yeah, I mean, which is funny because they, they film the whole thing in front of a TV screen, right? To, to, to cut costs and make things, you know, look better, right? You know, it's not, it's not a green screen, but it's like, you know, they, they have a 360 television set that, like, goes around them, and then they kind of film that way. Maybe they have more budget to do CGI and stuff like that.
0: I think their budget was mostly spent on practical effects and C- practical effects and CGI on the ground rather than space combat because hmm. you know this this is not like a Empire versus Rebels thing where there's giant space battles so the C- they they could have they could have you know stretched out the, the spaceship CGI budget which is okay but it looks like it's improved here
1: Yeah you know I guess it didn't even occur to me that um, considering Star Wars is mostly about spaceships blowing each other up that there's no spaceships blowing each other up in, in Mandalorian.
0: There was that one scene where he's getting chased by a bounty hunter, and then he fucks up the guy, but he has to make repairs.
1: Ah, uh, I see. Uh, yeah. Which I feel
0: like was most of Mandalorian, that he had to make repairs. Every episode, I felt like, every other episode, he had to make like some repair to either his armor or his ship.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mandalorian Season 1 was, was shockingly episodic in, in this world. That, you know, of non-episodic television, right? <laughs> you know? Um, where he had, like, a weekly adventure to have. Um, and it was... There was some overarching plot, but, you know, it was it was largely episodic.
0: I find it funny, because uh, we, we have to mention Red Letter Media, because they're kind of like the godfathers of criticizing Star Wars. They, yeah. surpri- they unsurprisingly liked it, because... They're su- yeah,
1: they, they liked... They like Mandalorian much more than I did. Right, um,
0: and they're Star Trek fans. Star Trek is much more episodic, so it kind of makes sense that they like it. They, they would like an episodic show with maybe an overarching plot.
1: Well, I mean, what's I think they're so the the they're kind of hypocritical in in the sense that when they when they view Star Wars, they think Star Wars is old and stale, and so when something new and different comes out, like the Mandalorian, which is new and different, mm. they they are. They find it refreshing, but with Star Trek, they believe Star Trek is defined by a very specific genre of episodic sci-fi, um, you know, moral quandaries, and that if you deviate from that, it is no longer Star Trek. And so when they when they come across something new, they immediately hate it.
0: Now, so what you're saying is that, they're old grumpy men.
1: They are old grumpy men, and they they they're, they're a bit they're a bit hypocritical. Um, now, on top of this, though, the Star Trek has been pretty—I mean—has been pretty freaking horrible. So they have they have reasons to to criticize it. But what they're looking for is they're looking for Star Trek: The Next Generation to be redone, and they won't be happy unless they get Star Trek: The Next Generation redone in the exact same like structure, you know, a, a, a TNG Voyager structure. You know, they didn't really even. They don't even. They're not even big fans of Deep Space Nine or anything else. So it's, it's, um, yeah. So, yeah. So they're looking for something new. I don't know if I'm looking for something new with 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 Star Wars. The thing about the thing about people that, that make their living, um, rev- like being movie reviewers, is that they see the they watch so many movies that they see the same tropes over and over and over and over again. And that when they see something a little bit new, I think they really like it even when it's not necessarily that great. It's just that it's new. So they're like, oh my gosh, this is new. And so The Mandalorian, it, it's very different in, in, from the rest of Star Wars, but you know, you have to ask, is, is that great? I don't know. I think something can be, this, can be the same and great. It can be new and great, but I'm looking for something that's great.
0: We ha- we also have to be careful not to get overhyped as well because uh, I remember when we saw the trailer for the first season of Mando, it looked really cool, and then we came to it, and it was just it was all right. Everybody yeah. thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. It was okay. No,
1: it's it, that's the that's the problem. Well, Star Wars as a as a franchise is all about you. You know what they promise you with a Star Wars movie is. The greatest fucking thing you've ever goddamn seen in your whole fucking life, you know. Like that's what that's what they that's what they advertise every time, right? You know. Yeah. Like, this is going to be the biggest thing you've ever seen, and and I will I will grant that, um, you know, even this, the, the original trilogy did that. Even the prequel trilogy, as bad as they are were throwing onto the screen the biggest thing you've ever seen at that time you know like there hadn't been that that level of cgi ever before um and so they were always throwing it in and then the next movie they're like you know with phantom menace it's more cgi than you've ever seen and you're overwhelmed by it the next one it's like more lightsabers than you've ever seen in your life and the third one it's like more space battle and lightsaber battles than you could comprehend and And it's true that it's just it's overwhelming. You're like, oh gosh, like, but at some point you can't you can't keep delivering bigger and bigger. It's just impossible. Um, and so like, but so Star Wars trailers like you're supposed to hype them, but The Mandalorian is kind of a sleepy, okay show. Uh, It doesn't doesn't really warrant hype, you know. Um, for
0: for me, I, *Mandalorian* is is exactly where we need to be. What I do like about it is the people behind *Mandalorian*. John Favreau, mm-hmm. he has a bunch of these uh, behind the scenes stuff where he discusses like *Star Wars* and how it's important. Him and Dave Filoni, who's behind the uh, *Star Wars* cartoon stuff. Um, yeah, I like those guys behind *Star Wars*, and we'll get to that in a minute. Let me just finish out the trailer. Sure, we also sure. get shots of uh, Mando on a speeder bike, or some people are calling this not Mando, it's Boba Fett. If you zoom in really carefully, we'll Mm. see what happens. Uh, We get a return of uh, Cara Dune, I think that was her name, and um, Grief Karga. Mm -hmm. We also get a return of the uh, special TIE fighters that uh, the wing folds a uh, nice speeder by chase so we'll get more of that as well with scout troopers oh. and we also get a the ending scene here as mando's going down the crowd we see a gamorian guard like boxing yeah, yeah. ring which i thought yeah. was pretty chill and we also see mando talking to that one-eyed uh, monster you would see at the cantina and then he gets ambushed but right before it uh, cuts to black he's about to use that little uh special wrist thing and i thought it was cute that baby yoda closes his cradle
1: Right, but then, then, you're, then you're denied from seeing how he actually wins the fight. Well, you have to
0: watch the show, Preston. You have to watch the show.
1: <laughs> Hopefully they'll show it. I, I actually think it's kind of... Um, I think it's getting to be cliche to, to like, cut to black or hide a massive fight and then to come back and have the person like impossibly have defeated everybody without, without showing. But... Um, we'll we'll see if they actually do that if they're just hiding it uh, for the trip. Well, to be
0: fair, I think the the reason Mando wins every fight ever um, was already shown is this that his armor, his Beskar armor deflects like shots like a motherfucker. So,
1: mm-hmm. and he's got, he's always got some little James Bondish, you know, uh, gadget that's going to like save the day.
0: So I I really do feel is I I like the trailer I thought it was pretty cool I'm I'm trying to keep yeah. the hype down because that first episode of season one <laughs> was awesome and then episode two eh. um episode two is where he fights the mudhorn uh I I think mm. this is where Star Wars needs to be right now these small little television shows uh on streaming services or these you know short stories. I really think that's where it needs to be right now. Star Wars needs to take a break for a couple of years, which is a shame because yeah. we're getting another trilogy fairly soon. But I don't know. I, I, I would much rather talk about Mando and get things like Mando, more, more smaller Star Wars. It be. is,
1: you know, it is interesting now that to, that it has to be rebranded because because, as I said, it was unsustainable that you keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, like oh, you have a pl- you have a you have a space station the size of a small moon. Now you have a space station the size of a planet, and you're blowing up one planet at a time. Now we're blowing up five planets <laughs> at a time, and now we've got ships that could blow up hundreds of planets at a time. You know, they just. Keep they keep having to get bigger and bigger and bigger and it's, it's unsustainable. At first,
0: I thought you were making a joke, it's, and then I realized no, that's 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 the sequel trilogy. You're right, that's the fucking sequel. Yeah. thought you're making a joke. <laughs> you that's no. right. You're like, no, no, they can't uh, do that.
1: No, yeah, and it just has to get keep getting, uh, yeah, bigger and more badass, but it's unsustainable. So they have to they have to tone it down. They have to bring it back. Um, and I guess that was, that's what the the Mandalorian is trying to do. And yeah, if you if you if you reel in your expectations, you know, it's it's a, fine, it's a fine show. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think it, like, warrants, you know, the whole fanboy creaming your pants kind of thing.
0: What, what, I, what I really <laughs> liked about uh, the Dark Empire comic was they kind of had their own super mm. weapon on every, not every planet, but, like, the World Devastators are supposed to really fuck up the world that they're on, thus the name World Devastators. It's not Death Star- Esque levels of insanity, but it's more realistic yeah. that the empire would have these gigantic, like mechanical, floaty things on a planet that just suck up its resources and completely devastate the environment. That would make more sense as a real threat they need to take out. And deploying that on multiple planets, I, that that seems like like you know more of a a thing that needs to get done than Starkiller Base. Personal opinion. <laughs> What what
1: I thought was funny about Dark Empire specifically, because it also is you know escalates things quickly, right? Like it needs to be bigger and bigger, and um, it's a huge story considering how short Dark Empire is, the original mm-hmm. comic. You know, um, I mean, I remember like <clears throat> getting them when I like looking at them when I was young. I don't think I ever I ever bought them myself, but you know, like each one is only has like fourteen. Fifteen, you know, maybe twenty pages of story, and then it's done and it's over. But like in it, you're bringing back Boba Fett, you're bringing back the empo- the emperor, you're converting uh, Luke to the dark side. You know, you're having like planet destroying weapons. Like you're like, oh my, this is all happening in one in one comic. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was just so much. And somehow once. they did and it better so- than
0: Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Somehow. Uh, hmm.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Rise of Skywalker was just a—they tried to fit in a lot in that too, a little, little too. I mean, I think that was—it was just a drinking from the fire hose. Rise I was of actually going to
0: ask you this: Do you think that Rise of Skywalker should have gotten to Hunger Games and Harry Potter treatment, where the last book was split up into two parts?
1: I think if the plot, I mean, I think you'd have a—you'd have a chance if you'd taken. If The Rise of Skywalker were three movies, you would you would have a chance to breathe and, and explore. Um, you know, the, the Rise of Skywalker is so dense that it could probably be an entire, like, season of television. Yeah. You know, like, just too much is yeah, in there. that is right? true.
0: I mean, I wouldn't mind going to see Star Wars Episode 10 – oh, I'm sorry. Star Wars Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker Part 1. It's like The Deathly Hallows mm. Part 1 or The Hunger Games – yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck. What was that last one? Who fucking cares? You get you get my point.
1: I mean, one of, one of my favorite video games growing up was Ultima Seven Part Two. What, what what was it? <laughs> Seven Seven? Part, Ultima Seven.
0: Ultima part Seven. Ultima Seven. Why does it sound familiar?
1: Oh, uh, the Ultima series. They, it eventually transitioned to be Ultima Online. Mm, I see which, it. Which, which um, yeah, but Ultima was this very classic uh, video game that was, from '93. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, I mean, different ones were bigger. I, I would say, like, Ultima 3 was, was a very revolutionary way back in the day in, in gaming, in computer gaming. It cha- kind of changed everything. Um, everything is kind of based on the, the interface of Ultima 3. And, and, um, and a lot of the Ultimas just were really good. I mean, Ultima 4, 5, 6, 7 are really solid. And then it goes downhill from there. Ultimate Eight and Nine doesn't nine it always
0: more. go downhill from there, unfortunately. does right. you know, always.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't that the case? Nothing ends well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Mando, are we excited for it? Uh, we're covering it, of course. But
1: uh... yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited. And I mean, I guess we should talk about Boba Fett, right? Like, is Boba Fett appearing? Is that just? It's just it has. To so happen, I keep right?
0: hearing conflicting rumors that there's a there's a thing with Boba Fett where he he like. The clone of Django might not appear, but his armor will. Some apparently some, some asshole got his armor and he's wearing it, wearing mm. it around and like some sheriff on Tatooine. I'm just kinda sick of seeing Tatooine. I I don't want to see that. I,
1: I, I agree. I completely agree. Like, why does every Star Wars movie need to be on a on a desert planet? Like can't can't we uh can't we move away from the desert planets?
0: But to what though the the snow planets? I mean, we already have like thirty of those. Maybe an entire salt planet. I,
1: I mean, I don't know. You could do anything. Savan savanna planet, <laughs> uh, um, like Mars. I mean, I guess there's they've done swamp planet. They've done ice planet. But you know, um, you know, there, there's there's a whole bunch of different ecosystems that one can that one can have. Like um, you know, a, a planet where
0: all where it's one foot of water, you know, <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> like, oh, just like that. That'd be kind of interesting—a planet that's one foot right, of whole, all water. I was also going to ask you your opinion on the state of Star Wars now, because a lot of these Star Wars Beatty channels they uh, love—they love to get their views by trashing Kathleen Kennedy, who is the CEO of Lucas mm. uh, Arts and LucasFilms and all that, and and Star Wars nah, in nah. general. Um, the state of Star Wars now—should sh- she step down so we can get some new? fresh blood in there maybe John Favreau who's doing a good job with Mando or Dave Filoni who has been doing a good job with the uh, Star Wars cartoons should she have to, should she step down and let someone else take take over
1: well you know it, it's hard it's hard for me to really judge whether Kathleen Kennedy like has has um done a good job or a bad job I mean some people would, would like instantly jump to the conclusion that she's done a done a horrible job because they didn't like, you know, the Last Jedi or something. But you know, you kind of keep in mind like how many moving parts she is dealing with, and is she doing her job in in bringing in money and making profit? Um, and that's the, that's that's what she, her job mm-hmm. is, right? It's it's all about the money and the profit. They paid a massive amount of money to George Lucas for this for this um, series and this franchise, and and she needs to get that money back, you know. And so um, I don't know like I don't know if Jon Favreau I mean I guess he directed those Iron Man movies so he's he's somewhat uh experienced with with big um with big budgets he could probably handle a Star Wars Well judging by his
0: interviews like he knows what he's talking about you can tell he's a fan he understands the unla- underlying yeah. themes
1: sure sure I mean he pays a, he pays a lot of reverence he gives, you know, to Star Wars, you know, um, which I think that that I think that's actually kind of important because I think about um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and and um, Kevin Fahey and like how much of a nerd he is to the material. Like he knows the comics inside and out and knows like the Marvel Cinematic Universe inside and out and he knows like the differences between the two and and which versions of each character and stuff like that. Um, You know, and so I, I, I think it's easier with Star Wars. I mean, it's, it's easier with Star Wars movies. It's you, you did the whole, like reading all the books and the expanded universe kind of stuff, which is much harder.
0: I kind of, for the new, for the new canon, I kind of gave up. Like it started to get really dumb. It really, (laughs) it started to get really dumb. It really did.
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't know, like, like, They got to make money. They got to. They got to. They're doing the impossible, right? They They got to market it to kids in order to get toys, but they've got to like also market it to fanboys at the same, you know, forty year old. Oh, I never
0: told you this. So this is eons ago. I have to try and find you the 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 screen cap. Fuck, I don't think I have it anymore. So a long time ago, there was um. There was this video game thing that Star Wars re- was doing. It was very kiddie. And I tweeted at the official page for this thing where I'm like, really, guys? Another kiddie game? Come on. You guys serious? Like, And and the, mm. the, the, the official verified Twitter page actually tweeted out back at me politely telling me to shut the fuck up. And they said something along the lines of... Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, the parents who were fans now get to enjoy it with their kids who are also going to be fans or, are, or might be fans now. Yeah. It's a polite, li- polite way of saying, bro, shut up. Um, but of course, yeah. two, less than three years later, the fucking thing shuts down because no one's playing it. Um, the, it's, it's, the, it's not like it was when I was a kid or when you were a kid. Like, even as early as when I was a kid, because I'm, what, 28 now? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Eighteen years ago, when I was 10, there wasn't that much stuff on TV or even the Internet was in its infancy. There wasn't a lot of series going on. It was either you liked Star Wars or you liked you know other cartoon shows. Well you had Power Rangers you had Power Rangers, right. but what I'm talking about is there wasn't a lot of things in competition with each other. Star Wars is just mm-hmm. another thing, but when you, when you were a kid or when I was a kid, Star mm-hmm. Wars was the thing.:
1: It was the thing. Like everything else was second fiddle to your Star Wars toys when I was a kid. Exactly. Like you, like he, like He-Man Transformers were big. Like your your Star Wars figure. Like if you were to rank your toys, everyone's Star Wars figures were 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 the best. Those were the ones you played with the most. Those were the ones you played with with your friends. After that, He-Man and Transformers, uh, and GI Joes were okay. Um, my parents didn't didn't ever get me GI Joe's, but uh, my friends had a bunch of them. You know, but like those were essentially the, the, the universes you could play in. I, they they kept trying with other ones, and they never kept they never took off. Mask or whatever, like it just never. Sector's, you know, never they never really took off. But those were the those were the toys that everybody had: Transformers, GI Joe, Star Wars.
0: But Star Wars was mostly the thing. I mean, I had Star Wars toys. I had a toy lightsaber. I had video games. I had the movies. I had the comics. Um, Mm. Nowadays, nobody's really buying comics. I mean, oh my God. Um, And, you know, even the video games are kind of being pushed aside. Back when you were younger, when I was younger... Uh, you know when the star wars video came came out you paid attention nowadays you got so much other series going on you got Fortnite, Mm. you got call of duty you got other stuff going on it's it's not star wars is not the thing to to watch out for it's just one of the things it's it eh, yeah
1: saturated market right but it's you know it's impressive that disney is is disney plus which i did not think was going to make it um Because I was just like, oh, we already have Netflix, we already have Hulu, we already have HBO, you know, we already have Amazon Prime. We want another one of these streaming services to offer, like, every Disney movie, like, okay. And then they pulled The Mandalorian, and then they they pulled that Hamilton thing, which worked. Like, so many people signed up for for Disney to watch Hamilton. Um, And now they've got Mando Season 2 coming. I mean, It's working. Like I I was I was proved wrong. Like they seem to be doing okay. Um, but it's amazing that this like it's kind of amazing that this not so like an okay series can like keep an entire channel afloat. Like it was different when it was Game of Thrones keeping HBO afloat. Like HB like Game of Thrones was enormous. Everyone had to watch it. Mando, you know, people are signing up for Disney to see Mandalorian, but you know, it's it's nothing to get hyped about. It's okay.
0: <laughs> Mandalorian was keeping keeping the doors, you know, in check until the other shows could come out because there's a lot of Marvel stuff now incoming as well. Because I'm really, I really want to see Wandavision. Yeah, that looks WandaVision
1: cool. Wandavision and um,
0: what the Winter Soldier. Series? Winter Soldier. Yeah. Well, Preston, our uh, Mando discussion turned into a discussion about Star Wars in general, which is always. I uh,
1: know, I know. Well, <laughs> I just I. Do you think Boba Fett's showing up this season? You think it's just going to be another guy with the armor. For, from what like you don't from
0: vote... the uh, the rumors about the canon that I keep seeing on Twitter. That's that's the the main rumor. It's not him.
1: But that would just be such a letdown. That'd be such a letdown if Boba Fett doesn't freaking show up. They keep going to freaking Tatooine. They keep, it's about Mandalorians. Boba Fett, you know, you, you keep, Boba Fett's got to show up. Eventually. Maybe they're going to save him for season 3. But he's got to show up eventually, right?
0: I would assume so. Yeah, I, I, at one point, I'm, I'm actually curious to see if they're going to introduce Ahsoka, who's supposed to be played by um, Rosario Dawson, um, or, mm. or what are they're going to do with Cara Dune's character going forth, because both actresses are in kind of hot water right now.
1: Oh, really? What 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 happened? To, well, what happened with Cara? Dune? Uh,
0: Gina Carano, who plays Cara Dune, um, I guess she's in hot water because she made. Some people may have perceived some of her comments as transphobic. Um, oh, yeah, and then Rosario Dawson is being labeled a homophobe. So we'll have to... S- Rosario Dawson is labeled a homophobe?
1: Yeah, because... I, can, sound, I That doesn't sound like Rosario Dawson.
0: <laughs> apparently she beat up one of her family members who was gay or so, something like that. I don't... We just have to see what Disney does with that. Because, ugh.
1: Well, I mean aren't they kind of like once bitten twice shy with like jumping jumping to conclusions after the um, after the the situation with those with the when those those right wing trolls brought down guardian guardians of the galaxy James um, Gunn you know what I'm talking yeah the James Gunn the right-wing trolls that pretended to be offended at James Gunn and got him fired from from Guardians three and then he then they then they realized that people didn't really care that much and so they they want to hire him back but he was already. Scheduled now with um, the, the redo of Suicide Squad, and so now Guardians is delayed for years. So I don't know if they're going to jump to conclusions like they did with, uh, with James Gunn. I think maybe those days are over.
0: Hopefully. We can only hope. Because,
1: and... I mean, people are, get, people are getting more savvy. They realize that these freaking trolls are all over the place. And they, people have also realized that, you know, you don't necessarily have to apologize anymore. Lots of people have stopped apologizing after saying horrible, horrible
0: things. So, it, it's not like J.K. Rowling. Let's let's be clear here.
1: No, no. I mean, J.K. Rowling has really gone well above and beyond to be transphobic. Like, like, let's 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 let's. I mean, we're we're gonna call a spade a spade there. Like, J.K. Rowling is just just needed to stop. <laughs> but like, like, I don't know what I mean. Ah.
0: I mean, I, I'm like, probably like not really the, fully aware of the controversy, but that's the basic gist of what I got. I really don't care about the whole pronoun thing. It doesn't. It's do whatever. Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, I, I think with most like, look, I'll I'll call people whatever they want to be called, you know, as long as they also people also recognize that I'm gonna make a mistake maybe, and it's like sorry if sorry if I make a mistake, I'll apologize for making a mistake, you know. But as as long as that situation's in in place, like everything's fine. Now, that sounds if somebody like yeah, if somebody says something like I want to, pre- I prefer to be called this and this, and I I decide to to make a joke and mock that person, like that's uh, that's that's a different situation, you know, like but we'll see.
0: Uh Preston, thank you for joining me on this discussion of the Mando slash Star Wars in general. Uh we went on for so long. I didn't realize we're oh, gonna go yeah. for so long, I'm so sorry. We've barely talked about the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> trailer was cool, can't wait. It comes out on my birthday, so let's cover it. Let's cover it as soon as it comes out. And uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. And before you ask, we are going to do Witcher. Alright. See you guys next time. <laughs> Have a good one.